You're like, it's a herd or something. Yes. <laughs> I remember you yelling at it. And that was so funny. <laughs> and we was like five minutes we were trying to decide. <laughs> Chris Six is like, I just, in my mind, pictured the vein in his forehead just <laughs> sticking out while we were trying to make this stupid decision. You know, if we keep discussing my rage issues, we won't have time for my rage issues. <laughs> Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread, Thread Raiders. Raiders. Thread 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 Raiders. Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators. With the occasional side quest, for squeegees and shammies. Shammies. My name is Fenwald Griswick. And I'm Chaotic Anarchy. And I am the Kilted Sealer of this particular podcast, TK. <laughs> we had to make that very clear. That's a whole other story, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that has to do with a, a, a announcement of what is to come with the Thread Raiders. <laughs> it's a joke I'm not in on. I feel better. No. Uh, today we will be doing our community update. We'll be having our tabletop treasure trove where TK tells us all about a uh, brand new TTRPG game or possibly not so brand new TTRPG game. <laughs> uh, we'll be having our regular segment Tea Time and then uh, end it up with What's in the Box. What's in the Box? What's in the Box? Yes. Yeah, it's me. I'm in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what I'm excited about? Sure. Sliders is getting a rebate. Really? Yes. What's a slider? Shut your face. Uh, what friend show. of mine are you? Sliders from like back in the day, the TV series. Is this the one where the worms are in the ground? No. No, that was Tremors. Oh. That's Tremors. This is oh. where they, they go through parallel universes. So it's like, well, what happens if... In the phone booth? Churchill was never born. How would the world be? Or what if they didn't make pencils? Or what if... What if the law was based on just the lottery system? It's like what happens in each parallel universe. It's incredible. It's so much fun. Have you not seen it? Uh, I, I did one that precursored social media. You were in a world where your social status was based off how many people gave you likes. Yeah. One was about like um, not er, the atomic bomb. If it was never created, what would have happened to the world? It's pretty cool. All right. Certain presidents. What if they decided to make certain decisions? It's so cool. Nice. Yes, you should definitely take Are you Googling it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. Well, it's all right. <laughs> what does it mean that it's being rebooted? They're going to redo all the stuff that they talked about before? I don't think they're going to redo the same episodes. I think they're going to do like different episodes that pertain to us. Ah. Um, since, yeah, um, probably most people are dead. I'm pretty old. I've <laughs> seen the uh, show. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, also, like the main actor is the uh, doctor who built the wormhole. It's like 94. I think he's dead. But that's another sad story for another day. <laughs> but that's you should definitely our, uh, see it. Let's all get sad episode of the Thread Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. <laughs> I'm a drunk history fan. I what? think that show's hysterical. That show's oh, great. I thought you meant like you're into drinking and history. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Snap caps, drunken history month. I passed that class with a D minus boy. Skin of my teeth. What is drunken history about? Uh, literally, they have comedians come on and they uh, give them alcoholic beverages until they're completely sloshed, and then they attempt to recap a history lesson 
uh, as best they can. That's funny. Now, in the meantime, so it's not just a guy, you know, who's drunk with a camera in his face. They cut away and they actually reenact it with other actors. It's very funny. I feel like this is something you would do, Grizz. <laughs> we should get you drunk and do snap caps. <laughs> <laughs> snap, snap, cap, snap cap number eight, eight ninety-two. Iowa is how many syllables? <laughs> <laughs> so dangerous. Go. <laughs> But, but if you rock it, it's two syllables. <laughs> I, Oa, right? Ah, yes, All right, so let's just go there. Let's go there. Yes, so this apparently this week I have destroyed the Thread Raiders Discord yes. and everyone, it has been nonstop Iowa for yes. multiple days. Iowa spam for days. And for those of you who are vehemently defending <laughs> the two-syllable and even three-syllable Iowas, uh, God bless you. God bless you. I hope, I hope that you sleep well at night knowing that you have faithfully defended your cause. Uh, you're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. Because every dictionary I looked it up in says that you're wrong. You're just wrong. It's all right. It's okay to be wrong. Oh, God. That's crazy. Is it really one syllable in the dictionary? <laughs> it oh. is. <laughs> so how do you say it? Iowa. No, no, you gotta say it slowly for the people who have typed it out for me repeatedly all week. Because you after this recording, I'm like, so guys, how do you say Iowa again? Now you have to say it Norwegian for Nils. A Iowa. Iowa. That's good. That's good. Okay. He's already covered. I got everything in metric this week. There you have it. It's not Grizz's fault, everyone. It's the dictionary. So. Brain Funkin' Wagnall. When you guys are listening to this on uh, release day, uh, no, I will be trolling you guys this entire week by just bringing up Iowa randomly. <laughs> so I think Grizzwix is redeemed now. The beloved <laughs> Thread Reader podcaster. <laughs> it's promo time. This episode of the Thread Raiders podcast is brought to you by the letters Q and Umlaut. This episode is also sponsored by Tabletop Loot, the best place on the web to find quality gaming accessories for your D&D, Pathfinder, Fate, or whatever TTRPG you happen to love is, game. Sure, that's English. They also have mugs, dice jails, and other great miscellany. And if you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off your entire order. I find it hard to believe you're going to find a better deal than that. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out their great selection of gear. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. This episode is also sponsored by Founders Coffee. There are only so many hours you get to spend alive here on this planet. Now, for some of you, the afterlife grants you your own planet. So for you, my concern for your lost time will seem pedantic. But for the rest of you, spending countless hours standing in line at the local coffee shop or even worse, in line at one of the five buildings that all have the exact same franchise coffee shop directly across the street from the train station, simply does not make sense. That's why there's Founders Coffee. Roasted beans simply taste better with a little bit of patriotism. Proudly packaged right here in the U.S. of A., you haven't truly woken up until you've downed a cup of their Old Glory Medium Blend Roast. Set your coffee maker timer for Reveille, set your sights on www.founderscoffee.us, and set yourself up with a bag or two of coffee so good, it'll raise your flag in the morning. Founders Coffee, patriotic to the last drop. 
And now, back to our show. It's Community Update! That's me! All right, so we're going to butcher this name, too. <laughs> Sasha from Sunshadu Arts has yes. a Kickstarter out. Yes. Well done! Yes. Sunshadu. There are a couple of items being kickstarted at this very moment. To start, there is molten core circle trays, which can be used to roll your dice in. But you can also use them as centerpieces because they are incredibly beautiful. They are created from hand-poured premium art resin and measures approximately 9.75 in diameter. There are three different types available. You can get thin-lined, circle, and ultra-deep. And you can also choose from colors such as Shadow Spark, which is like a purple, Crimson Forge, which is like a red, Acid Splash for green, and Mana Beam for blue, which is so beautiful. I can't even tell you. It looks like jewels. <laughs> Next, they have what are called Goliath Dice, which are handmade dice um, also using a hand-poured technique that takes a little over nine hours to achieve. And this is consecutively, by the way. Wow. You can even see the video on the Kickstarter of how they are made. It's really cool. They are about 2.25 inches in diameter, which is 33 millimeters, I believe, which is double the size of standard dice, which is like 16 millimeters. I was going to say, that seems a little large. Yeah, mm -hmm. but they are yeah. beautiful dice. I'm guessing something that's hand poured like that is it's probably difficult to make it smaller because, you know, you're hand pouring it. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. It probably would be. And the reason for the size of these dice, they said it's for people with certain disabilities that may have trouble rolling smaller die. So oh, if cool. you have uh, like severe arthritis that. and you can't roll the smaller die, this would be better for you. Um, or if you're drunk in history class. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or if you know, you're in the, you need to whip a D20 at your DM because he's like, hey, we're playing the TPK theater today. Mm. Oh, yeah. Put it in a sock and beat somebody. You know, hey. You never know what you might need it for. <laughs> That's called a pillow party, and you don't use dice. That hurts the dice. You use a bar of soap. <laughs> Facts from TK. <laughs> a bag full of Valencia oranges. It doesn't leave any food. Because <laughs> you're Bing Crosby, and it's 1920. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lastly, you can also opt to get resin-covered notebooks. Um, they're five inches wide by 8.25 tall. Hardcore, or hardcore, hardcover notebooks <laughs> that you can take just about anywhere. Uh, it has about 230 pages in it. Uh, just keep in mind, all these items are handmade, so they are all unique. Uh, not one will be the same as the other. And it does take a couple of months for the rewards to be fulfilled, but it is definitely worth the wait. Once you see the pictures, trust me, it's gorgeous. You can also see other creations by Sasha on their website, which we can include here on the podcast um, underneath well, on their website, <laughs> uh, where you can find additional items for your dice, such as resin dishes, dice thrones, gaming storage chests, and they even have an eco-friendly um, collection as well of dice trays and boxes, which are made from sustainable bamboo and recycled materials. And if you also provide your email, you can get 20% off immediately for your product, and they promise not to spam you, which is always very important. So I would definitely take a look at them. Uh, and even if you don't buy something, you know, retweet it. You know, yeah. So somebody else can take a look if at you, it. Yeah, we uh, appreciate it. Eris Van uh, shared up some of their dice just her uh, rolling them in one of their trays beautiful dice 
Mm-hmm. And most most people who listen to us follow her. So go go look at her tweet and then go to the tweet right below <laughs> it where they responded to her <laughs> with their Kickstarter link because Twitter hates people who post really awesome things and have to describe what they're doing. <laughs> and you can find their link there and see more cool dice. Yes. All of the dice. I'm really excited about these Goliath dice, so I think I'm in on that. They're beautiful. And under no circumstances should you let the fact that our primary sponsor is a dice company dissuade you from participating right. in this particular game. That's story. correct. Yeah, yes. but, you know, I I still have my tabletop loot dice. They are lucky. Yeah. We are mm-hmm. We are authorizing a one-time exception to the, uh, <laughs> yes, the dice loyalty creed that we yeah. have here. I mean... We, Did we you all... see that tabletop loot has metal dice now? Really? Yeah. Ooh. I mm-hmm. got, got one of my players a set, and uh, well, he's really unlucky because he didn't want to listen to you know an old guy like me, as he said. And did not do the proper, you know, you roll your dice out before you play. <laughs> Three nat ones in a row. And I just said it without thinking. He's like, is CA playing in our game right now? Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, you see Lord. Because this is just a whimsy, that one. <sighs> but then the, you know, everyone I play with, they use tabletop loot dice. I bought them for them. And then it was just the night of nat ones. And there's me. I was like, let me see what I'm going to get. Nope. All nat 20. He's like, you know, you guys, you really need to roll out your dice before you play D&D. It seems stupid. It's a ritual that people have been doing since the game started, and it works. <laughs> All right, TK, what do you got? Uh, this is both an old and it actually is, again, it's being re- a new version is being released of it, I believe, this year, uh, called Monster of the Week. Interesting. And, of course, it's my favorite kind of system. (laughs) It's a D6. Is it a D6? Oh, who would have thought? And I I really like this game because it's not just a, okay, here's a monster. It's both a narrative game and it relies on the players as much as it does the GM. Okay. Because it's like, okay, GM, you set, like, as me as the GM, I would set the scene. I would set the story up. But it's up to the players on how they want to go about, like if I say, okay guys, uh, you're a private investigation firm and someone came to you because they said that their daughter fell in with some vampires and no one believes her. Mm-hmm. It's up to the players working together to determine how are they going to go about this investigation. Like, Are, are they going to charge for it or not? That's not anything the DM decides. That's mm-hmm. on the player's end. They decide their own motives. They decide who they are and how they want to go about taking this monster on, including if they just want to say, screw it, we're going to kill the guy, and or we're just going to... You know, one of the things I like is there's a uh, dark incentive where you can capture <laughs> and pretty much hold a monster <laughs> hostage. <laughs> oh, no. For undis- un- it's just undisclosed reasons that the keeper must come up with. It's like... Okay, that's a, that's a new one. <laughs> a game that has rules for taking hostages. Is this like in Ghostbusters where they stuff all the poor souls into a giant thing in their basement? I mean, <laughs> you could. I mean, it, it, that's an ability in this game is to capture souls. It's under <laughs> magic use. And you have to roll really high. You have to get a, uh, let's say your magic is a three. Mm-hmm. So you would roll 2d6 and you have to roll above a 12 or else... 
you can inflict harm on yourself or you could summon a monster into the world. <laughs> and it has a table for what kind of harm you can do. It's not a lot of harm. It's like you fall backwards, you suffer a minus one to your next roll. Hmm. Um, Inconveniences. Yeah, nothing really bad. It's not like you just die. Well, that's not good. TK was disappointed by that part. But he, <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's soldiering on anyway. It's like, ah, good for you. Or you can cause a random fight. <laughs> it's like, what What constitutes a random fight? It doesn't say. It's like the keeper can determine the random fighter when it happens. But the to make up an NPC, it's just like making up a PC. The exact same character sheets, you stat them out the same. Creating a character takes about 15 minutes for a new person. So it's not that difficult to get into. And leveling's pretty easy. Now, let me ask you this. So you you talked about it's monster of the week. So why is it that this week, you know, we all sit down and we play against one monster and then mm-hmm. next week we all sit down and play against another monster? Are they not connected? Like is it, are they like vignettes where each week is completely different? You can run it that way. Uh another thing that C and I are discussing for the Threaderator's Twitch channel is running a game that way where it's like Yay. episodic. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or you can have it to where it makes it so if a player can't make it one week, it's like, okay, you're tracking, you know, a Frankenstein-type monster. Or Frankenstein's monster-type monster around. But a player can't make it, You it has a built-in way of saying, hey, this person's not here, so we're going to pick up a side quest while we wait for them to get back. Sure, sure. That's a tough one because life intrudes every now and then, and you, you know, you got to be, you get, you got to be flexible. Yeah. And uh, one of the rules, you know, every game has it's like rule zero. I like this game's rule zero: no planning ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when you sit down to plan your mystery, make a mystery. Your players will chase down the monster. You make a rough I- sketch of what you want, and let the players have fun. <laughs> See, right there, though, you lost me because m- my whole week is spent trying to figure out which house am I going to buy? Who am I going to get to run my shop? Uh, how am I going to get my tax money back from the evil tax collector? <laughs> like I'm, I'm just pulling in all this data and I'm flipping through the player's manual like a madman trying to find all the secret you know, magic and all this stuff. And I, I have no choice but to plan. That's who I am as a person. As a player, I mean, planning is great. As a GM, when I... I make my games, typically, if it's a one-shot, I, I won't plan much. My campaigns I plan. I also plan for my players to make it go completely off the rails. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen the people I play with. I heard, Griswix, you spend a lot of time building in your in that one game you play. I can't remember the name of. Uh, Fortnite? Yes. Yes. You do a lot of building in that. You I do. You have some popular followers who update me from time to time on your building skills. Uh, mostly, mostly <laughs> bars. Uh, <laughs> yes, apparently you build this for other players so that they can hide in there, right? No, my secrets oh. are my own. <laughs> oh, well, see, that's not what I heard. I heard that everybody feels safe in your humble abodes that they get to hide in while they're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that I designed my buildings to have fire escapes should not be an odd thing. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Hey, they weren't complaining. Like Griswix is the uh, 
us of the Fortnite. We're the wasteland people who want to make a safe haven. Griswicks makes the Fortnite safe haven. That's right. <laughs> and Minecraft, I just threw down a, t- I just threw down a Pizza Hut, and I'm waiting for the Taco Bell to download so I can throw that down too, and just have random portals. Hey Taco Bell, if you would like to sponsor Threadraiser, <laughs> we would love to have you. Yeah, then I can. <laughs> I don't have to spend two hours removing the name Taco Bell from the front of a building. I will eat taco. What? <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, Minecraft portal building I'm making, uh, so people can go to different servers mm-hmm. on the Threadraider server, is a Taco Bell. But the person who made it made it accurate. It has a giant Taco Bell sign. Oh, that's so cool! You have to get like a like a snapshot of it. I want to see. And they all. They also have a pe- We have a Pizza Hut now. <laughs> Sticky bread chicken and a pizza hut and a pizza hut McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> We're gonna have a McDonald's too, but that's only gonna be for uh you know, special people like the admins and mods so they can escape from players for a minute. Can we have an unknown tea brand shop? <laughs> <laughs> you should make that to go unknown tea brand. You know what you did. <laughs> Has a big X on it. <laughs> Shades of brown everywhere. Maybe they just don't know because we call it unknown tea brand. How would they know we're talking about them? We could be talking about <laughs> Amazon tea or whatever. They're, they're like, called. "Woo! Thank God they're not doing our facts because it would be really bad." <laughs> they're, they're listening like, "Wow, glad I'm not the guy That's who fact checked that thing. That is completely wrong." <laughs> They're like, "He said Iowa, ha ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> yes, little known fact: the unnamed tea brand is the Gestalt tea brand from Germany. <laughs> I actually translate all their facts into English before I read them to. <laughs> It explains all the weird grammatical errors. We appreciate you. This is mm-hmm. such a great segue. Cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Don't be silly, Mickey. Offer the man a proper drink, oh. right? It's tea time. <laughs> Yay, Yay, tea time. Tea time. Tea time is a portion of our show where I read the so-called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand, which shall remain nameless. Uh, your options will be true, false, or huh? I need a scorecard. This is where TK and I tie. Every week. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. You're besties. It's true. For life. C-A-T-K. As... Right, here we go. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 896. True. I owe <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 896. Nah. Second Street is the most common street name in the United States. First Street is the sixth most common. True. I have a feeling we've heard this before. We have heard something similar. That's what makes me think true. It's like my brain's going, wait, didn't we didn't we have a similar snap cap or snap cap fact about this? The first street that throws me off. Cause I think that the first street was wrong, but second street was right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with true so I don't confuse myself because I'm gonna overthink this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the exact fact was. I'm gonna go with false because I think first of all I'm so glad I can't see Griswick's face because <laughs> 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 I'm sure this cap is a repeat with a different number. Uh, I think it's false because of the first street. And the answer is false. Duh. <laughs> Yes, I didn't disappoint you, Griswick. <laughs> We're still friends. I am so happy. Yes. Uh, first is Second Street, because some cities and towns called their First Street Main Street, and so it depletes the uh, overall count of First Street. Uh, however, uh, third is first, and fifth is sixth. 
So first is not sixth, thus it's false. I feel like it's a baseball trip. <laughs> My mind just exploded. Wait, say it again. First is third is first, first and fifth is sixth. So first is not sixth, hence it's false. Third base. Exactly. Okay. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcat fact number 195. 11 of the 50 U.S. states are named after an actual person. Damn it. All right. Only 11? Only 11. I'm sure there's more than 11. I'm sorry, TK, that was false? Yeah, I'm going to go with false. That just... uh, Thinking about how the states were named, it's like, eh... Can I can I look at the map of the United States? Am Certainly. I to do that? Ah, <laughs> You can also sing the song. I know that's very popular. In I West. thought about We've that too. We've done like four podcasts. Yes, <laughs> and I didn't want to. <laughs> so Montana. I started doing that too. <laughs> United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama. <laughs> that's the uh, other song. Other song. Yeah. Well, it's definitely Georgia, Virginia. Correct. Correct. <laughs> There's some weird names. I hope their child is not named. Uh, Indiana. <laughs> Although he didn't say correct, so now I'm hesitant. Yeah, I suddenly realized I can't do that. So. <laughs> no. Okay, so it's not necessarily wrong. Dakota. Indiana is named after the Indians. Is a plural. So. Do the Dakotas count as two? Uh, y- yes. Okay. Montana <laughs> is one for sure. Washington. Uh, Arizona? I don't know if I said that already. Uh, and how many was it? 11. I'm going to go with false because I think you could name them anything. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer is true. Wow. All right. List them, Grizz. Named after an actual person. Delaware is named after Lord Delaware, uh, the first governor general of Jamestown. Georgia is the feminine form of King George II of Great Britain, uh, the father of George III, who eventually lost all the colonies. Hawaii is named after the legendary discoverer of the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, Louisiana is named after uh, Louis XIV of France, who was the Sun King. Uh, Maryland is named after Queen Henrietta Maria, the wife of King Charles I of England. New York is named after James II of England, who at the time was the Duke of York um, and had been named after him by his brother, King Charles II, uh, who was the ruler of England. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina are both named after Charles I of England. Uh, Pennsylvania is named after William Penn. Uh, Pennsylvania actually means Penn's Woods. And uh, then there's Virginia which is Elizabeth I of England, who was known as the Virgin Queen because she never got married. And then Washington, named after George Washington. So is it only like named after important people? Named after actual people. Well, like there's a lot of actual people in the world (laughs) that may have these other names. Did you Google these names? I did, as a matter of fact. Somebody is going to name their child like... I know Wisconsin, and they're gonna find this podcast one day. Like, did you guys listen to this before I was born? Like, son, that podcast is older than all of us. It's it's gonna be me. I'm gonna purposely name my child Florida. (laughs) 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 Florida, Iowa, Utah, which is Spanish for pretty flowers. 
Oh, see, there's got to be a baby Florida out there somewhere. And it's not my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Damn thank it, goodness CA. for little mm. blessings. Although I did brush my teeth. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me give you There's an example no of a name that does not come from an actual person. California mm. is named after Queen Khalifa, uh, who was a character in a novel. Uh, by, it was The novel was called Las Sergas de Esplanadian by Garcia Rodriguez de Montevallo. Oh, that's going to be spam. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't count for those of you who are wondering why California wasn't in there because it wasn't an actual person. Why? But what? Okay, wait. When you say actual person, what does that mean? <laughs> A person like, who Am I an actual person? I feel I like I exist, right? So there has to be all kinds of people. Was who a state names. named after you? No, but I'm an actual person. It doesn't matter. The state has to be named after you. So, CA, what we need to do is we need to annex an island, get the U.S. to call it a protectorate, and just call it the state of CA. <laughs> Incorrect, because protectorates uh, are not states. True, Puerto Rico. That's Damn. why Northern Mariana Islands, which is named after Mariana of Austria, uh, who was Queen of Spain until 1665, doesn't count. The District of Columbia doesn't count, even though it was named after Columbus. And the U.S. Virgin Islands doesn't count, uh, even though they're named after St. <laughs> Ursula and her 11,000 virgins. I love when Grizzix gets excited about telling facts because each one gets more exciting than the last one before. And then there's no breath in between any of the facts. It's like, and did you know that this is happening? And then it gets like really fast. It's because Grizzix is the, the guy who knows all the things. Yes. Like Some would say he's a god. It's been said in our Discord many times. Yes. Fine. I'll slow it down. Columbus <laughs> was an idiot. Name the Virgin Islands after 11,000 virgins. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> I want my next Snapcat fact. There aren't 11,000 islands there. Dealt so with you. Just... <sighs> Snapcat fact number 148. The tallest man was 8 foot 11 inches. 2.72 meters for nils. Truth. I'm going to say true. All right. And the answer is true. Yay. I went to the Guinness World Records um, Museum in Canada, and they actually had like a replica of this person. Yes. And that man's name was Robert Pershing Wadlow, uh, born in 1918. Uh, he was measured at 8 foot 11 inches in 1940, uh, which is believed to be his maximum height. That is a tall gentleman. Indeed. Yeah. Generally speaking, people who have extreme heights, whether that be tall or short, tend not to live very long uh, due to uh -huh. the difficulty of you know, having that much mass or that little <laughs> mass in some cases. Yeah, I had somebody on my train who offered their seat up to me, which is very nice, by the way. Thank you, person who's never going to listen to this. Um, he was seven foot two, he said. That was, it was incredible. I was not expecting that. But I can't imagine being that tall. And instead, he laid down in the overhead compartment. <laughs> <laughs> i was like no no that's okay like that'd be so uncomfortable uh fun fact sultan kozen is currently the world's tallest man at eight foot three inches 2.5 meters for nils um i have a photo <laughs> of him in the description nils. below uh with the world's shortest woman uh 24 year old joyti amgi 
who suffers from achondroplasia and is only two foot one inch. That's 0.63 meters for nose. Snapcat fact number 1193. Bill Clinton had a cat named Socks, which was the first presidential pet to have its own website. Oh. True. Why you say that? Yeah, when he became president, the internet was slowly becoming a thing. I mean, we still had, you know, bot 10 modems that screeched like a howler monkey and made you cover your ears like, oh, God, is this really worth it so I can wait 45 minutes to get a picture to load? That line in Hackers, when he says, dude, it's got a 28.8 KPPS modem, makes me laugh every time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say false. All right. And the answer is false. (laughs) Unstoppable. (laughs) Bill Clinton's cat was indeed named Socks. Uh, He was a black and white tuxedo tom who uh, jumped into the arms of Chelsea Clinton during one of her piano uh, tutoring sessions, and uh, they adopted the cat. Uh, He became the first cat of the United States on January the 20th, 1993. However, Sox did not have his own website. That is incorrect. Uh, But rather was a guide on the children's version of WhiteHouse.gov. See that? That's weird. That makes sense, though. Yes. This actually comes from a misquote uh, that Bill Clinton said uh, during a joke that he was making. He said that everybody seems to be on the Internet now. Even my cat has a website. Uh, But technically, (laughs) that was incorrect. Fun fact, currently sitting representative for Indiana's 5th District, Dan Burton, in 1997, publicly questioned the use of White House staff, postage, and stationery to answer mail addressed to Sox. (laughs) <laughs> that is great. <laughs> the cat. Snapcat fact number 1326. The horizontal line between two numbers in a fraction is called a vinculum. Uh, like the forward slash? That <laughs> <laughs> say True. So it would either be a forward slash or it would be the horizontal slash when the number's above it and uh, below it. Okay, okay. I just pushed the button. I don't really name <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I feel like I didn't even give it a chance to tell me its name. Uh, at least at, at least bite a drink for CIA. <laughs> I know. Jeez. I, all these years, you know, never asked his name. Uh, I'll say true. All right. And the answer is false. Uh, oh, it sounded right. <laughs> your intellectual trickery. Tea Company, oh. it's for facts like this that we leave you nameless. For shame. <laughs> for shame. Uh, the word vinculum is Latin. It means chain, as in ball and chain, or so on and so forth. Uh, literally, if you had, let's say, uh, an equation, and you put a line over two of the terms... The vinculum uh, indicates that those two terms are related. This is most frequently used in the repeating decimal. For instance, in irrational numbers, such as 0.1666666 for infinity, uh, over the last six, you would put a vinculum to indicate that it repeats forever. The line in the fraction is called a bar. Uh, It doesn't have any sort of special name. It is called a fraction bar. 
Uh, the diagonal and horizontal fractions are known as slashes in the U.S. or strokes in the U.K. Uh, any of, of those would be acceptable. <laughs> I love the U.K. so much. <laughs> I to live there. Snapcap fact number 450. A group of cats is called a clouder. Now, we did this whole group thing and messed up on yeah. cows. I... <laughs> I think it was cows with the cows. Yeah. Yeah, it was cows. You <laughs> were like, it's a herd or something. Yes. <laughs> I remember you yelling at it. And that was so funny. <laughs> and we were like five minutes we were trying to decide. <laughs> Chris was like, I just, in my mind, pictured the vein in his forehead just <laughs> sticking out while we were trying to make this stupid decision. You know, if we keep discussing my rage issues, we won't have time for my rage issues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. All right. What are we deciding upon? What animal? A group of cats is called a clouder. <sighs> Look at that clouder. I, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't I feel, sound right. I feel right. like that's not right. No. <laughs> Here we go again. I don't, I don't think I've ever I'm going to say anything. true because I've always just called it a group of cats. It's it's cats well it's like it's a litter of kittens but you're saying it's a clouder of cats <laughs> sounds like food it really does <laughs> yes but, like cat clouder it, it's, it's, it's like a soup food. Oh. it's gonna be one of those things like well the internet came up with it <laughs> so it's get that for the cows <laughs> oh, we fell for it epically I kind of want to just say false, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll stick with my bestie and we'll go true. All right. And the answer is true. Yay. Yay you saved me. Woo. Uh, thank you, Sheldon Cooper. Season four, episode three, The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Entitled Sheldon's Cat, appropriately. Uh, yeah. I have all the Big Bang Theory. I just binge watched it with Mandy. I do not remember like him. I remember him having a cat. I don't remember him mentioning what the hell the cats were. He breaks up with his girlfriend, and then he gets like a shit ton of cats in his apartment. And his mother comes and freaks out because she he's surrounded by cats. <laughs> he becomes a crazy cat lady. That's sexist. Okay. Well, well <laughs> crazy uh, man lady. He, he becomes cat <laughs> he becomes a crazy cat uh, gender cat unidentified <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I wasn't actually jumping on you for that. For you oh, saying that. We're all like, quick, fix it. No, I was just thinking, you know. I was, you're... I've watched like five different CinemaSins today. And so I just <laughs> fresh in my mind to jump on things. No, but see, you wouldn't jump on it. Our listeners wouldn't. I wouldn't hear the end of it for like a month. <laughs> and cut. Snapcat fact number 692. The spotted skunk does a handstand to warn off its enemies before it sprays its stench. Well, See, that sounds like that. Like, in my head, I'm trying, just trying to imagine a skunk doing a handstand. I mean, I feel like raccoons do the stand, right? Well, they stand on their hind legs. <laughs> right. right. You're right. claiming that raccoons not... spray something out of their ass? <laughs> no, I'm saying that, that the unknown tea brand is trying to confuse us with their manipulation of raccoons and skunks. I'm going to say false because I've never, I've seen many skunks. But I've never seen a skunk do a handstand. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, 
A handstand. Go skunking a lot, do you, TK? <laughs> well, my, my neighbor's uh, four houses <laughs> up doing pet skunk. Oh, nice. And he stands on his, he does handstands in sprays? I've never seen it do a handstand. I just know it has this uh, pink collar and this annoying bell, which I hear at night sometimes. I just hear this ring, 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 ring. I'm like, is that my alarm? Like, nope, it's the neighbor skunk. <laughs> which is four foot high and is wearing a yeah. cowbell you can hear from miles away. <laughs> it has a uh, one of those like GPS things. That it, a chip? Be- it beeps because technically oh. you're not supposed to have skunks in this part of PA. They feed it hay by the bushel. So wait a minute. This skunk lounges around in their house? No, it, it's an indoor-outdoor skunk. I don't know if it's demust or not. That's what I mean. If it's demust, he might not handstand. I don't even know if it's a male or female. I just know it's a skunk and I don't want to approach it because I don't want to smell like skunk. <laughs> I'm voting true. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm so glad I waited till the end for this question. <laughs> and the answer is true. Oh, wow. So much fun. Uh, it's not just the spotted skunk. All skunks do a handstand as a way of warning perceived That's enemies. Cute. Uh, <laughs> and the so reason precious. why is because skunk juice is very difficult to make. Uh, generally speaking, after a blast, it takes about 10 days for the skunk to recover that much juice. Um, and even though they have like five sprays worth inside of them, it is very taxing to their system. So they prefer not to spray, if at all possible, uh, waiting to the last second. Huh. That's I did not know that. Still not going to approach a random skunk, but that's best. And frankly, yeah. I don't think you should approach the one that's so big it needs a, an alarm system so that people can keep track of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear his footfalls. Pro- <laughs> I see the ripples in my glass. <laughs> it's like the, the monster of the week. <laughs> that, that'll be yes. our monster of the week. It'll be it all uh, ties the first in. monster people face. Yes. Monster skunk. That's right. Fabulous. It'll be a Hulk skunk. Fun fact, the stinky chemical from a skunk is called a thiol, uh, which can cause temporary blindness if you take the blast to the face. Oh. Huh. So you hear that here first, listeners. Don't get sprayed in the face. Yeah, TK doesn't want to go skunking anymore. <laughs> no, I, I need my I need my eyes to see things and you know roll dice. That's right. <laughs> By a score of five to two, CA is our winner. Yay! Hey. Our rare non-tie. Now it's time for what's in the box. What's in the box? A box. <laughs> the continuing saga of a box addict. Tooth faithful loot carrying yak companions. If you say dog face people, I swear. <laughs> they better all be dead. <laughs> and a stolen boat that may or may not yes. raise some questions with the portmaster once we finally dock. Porter planks. Everybody ready? Yes. All right. The impromptu voyage you were forced to take across Banana Bay has not gone smoothly. Despite having once been held captive on a pirate ship, Neither of your yak companions has been prepared for life aboard a significantly smaller pleasure craft. Your stolen boat is harried constantly by the rocking of the waves. And while you have had no trouble holding on to your lunch, the decks of the boat are now covered in all manner of yak fluids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um. A 
I'm sure I'm going to need um, that again. Just give me a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> All matter of yak fluid. <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, I did not anticipate that. <laughs> I, 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 Just, wow. wow. Yeah, it was just... It's too late to change it. We have to keep going. (laughs) Keep going, Chris. Save yourself. Are now covered in all manner of yak fluid. (laughs) You can't re-say it again. Forcing you to hold your breath while you navigate the tides and gasp out the window while your tearing (laughs) eyes... (laughs) When your tearing eyes can't take the burning anymore. From the flying bridge, you stare down at Molly disapprovingly as she flounders on the sole of the cockpit. Four stomachs, and not one of them could keep it together. For shame. After almost 36 hours of sailing... (laughs) I'm I'm having personal issues at home. What do you want me to tell you? I take them out here. Don't take it out on Molly. After almost 36 hours of sailing, you arrive at a small port on the far side of the bay. As the boat pulls into the dock, a poor dock hand takes one whiff of your vessel and passes out, rolling over (laughs) the edge and plunging into the drink. You not only dive into the water to save her life, but you also tie up the boat on your own. However, waiting around long enough for a thank you once she regains consciousness is not part of your itinerary. Rushing through the paperwork as quickly as possible, you practically hurl the dock fee at the portmaster. But as you are leaving the docks, you find near the entrance a map of the area posted under a pavilion. You study the map for nearly 20 minutes and discover something astounding. By some miracle, you have sailed to within walking distance of Big Red's camp, the collection of boxes that you have been seeking for all this time. Given that you are no doubt a fugitive for stealing the SS projectile vomit, you go all in and tear the map from the bulletin board. You and the Mollies leave the area quickly. Four miles down the road, you find a hidden meadow beside a scenic stream. You set up camp, tie up the yaks, who are thrilled with the amount of free grass at their disposal, <laughs> and lie down I'm to so rest. Glad you said grass. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> There's so much grass here, man. Dave's not here, man. After all that you've been through, it only takes you seconds after closing your eyes to fall fast asleep. But a full night's rest wasn't meant to be. In the middle of the night, you hear a tremendous commotion coming from somewhere downstream. You also see lit torches way in the distance and can barely make out dozens of shapes as they walk back and forth on the bridge. The fingerprints of bandits attacking a trader's caravan are all over this event. Sadly, there's nothing you can do. You're too far downstream, it's too late at night, you don't know the area, and even if you set off now, everything will be over by the time you get there. But while you're contemplating all this, you hear the unmistakable sound of a box floating in a river. The box is the size of a filing cabinet drawer. As it flows along with the stream, it bounces off rock after rock, cracking slightly. You quickly leap into action, rescuing this wayward crate from a fate worse than opening. By the dwindling light of your campfire, you open this gift from Poseidon. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? As you 
open the box. You see inside, surprisingly enough, another box. <laughs> I love boxes. Good boxes. And uh, this box is about two feet long, about a foot high, six inches wide. Okay. And it is made of a red ironwood. It's beautifully stained. Uh, is there a clasp on the box? There's a kind of like one of those uh, tie clasps that you see on folders. It's kind of mm-hmm. loosely wrapped around what should have been a lock. Interesting. Did it take any water damage while it was in the river? It did not. It looks pristine. Nice. Uh, are there any like initials on it? Something this fancy? Maybe it looks like somebody owned it once? There are not. Okay. All right, I open the I open the box in the box. When you open the box, you see inside a it looks like it's a broken sword. But there there's a hilt and then various pieces of the blade. And on the lid, there's an inscription. And it says to those who are worthy, I shall bring the powers of a god. To those unworthy, I shall bring untold suffering. Uh, Chris, do you know if you're worthy? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a test? How do we how do we decide if we're worthy? I got a twelve eighty on my SATs. What's that get me? <laughs> <laughs> Am I only partially burned? <laughs> are you gonna lift the uh, hilt out of the box? No. <laughs> I get tricky and I lift the blade. Ooh. Yeah. Get you being sneaky. As you lift the blade, it kind of conforms to your hand. A gauntlet appears. And the blade extends to a four foot rapier. Ooh. That allows you to take first initiative order in all combat. Also, it allows you to re-roll any nat ones as long as you're in possession of a part of the blade. So now I assume that when you say gauntlet, it's like kind of locked up your fist, right? And there's just this giant right. spike hanging out the front of your hand. Right. Hmm. That's going to be tricky to wield. Yeah. Although great at a barbecue. <laughs> shish kebab some go- hobgoblins. Just... Would you it like a also... roll with that? No, no, I'm good. It also uh, makes you immune to elemental damage, such as fire, ice, lightning, and wind. Well, that's convenient. So you would take zero damage from all of those. You would take zero damage? Right. So if someone would cast, let's say, Cataclysmic Lightning, which is a level 8 sorcerer spell, which will TPK most of a party because it does thunder, wind, and shock damage. Mm -hmm. So two kinds of lightning damage, all in one go, plus wind, and it's 12d8, 12d10, 12d6. Then they have to make like a DC19 wisdom, dexterity, and strength check. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's meant to kill people. Yeah, you would take a lot of death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) TK's telling me there's a storm rolling in. (laughs) <laughs> Tune in this week. All the week. dog-faced men die today. <laughs> Many dog-faced men died bringing you this message. Yes. <laughs> like, we're, we're aware. We, we lit the dynamite. <laughs> now, how do I get this off? Because at some point, I'm going to have to urinate, right? So, <laughs> if, you um, make, if you... I mean, I can help you. Open but... your hand. <laughs> it like, might get a little awkward. <laughs> make the motion of opening your hand. The 
blade will release back into the box. Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful. So now, it, what happens if I touch the hilt? Pick up the hilt. You're covered in an armor. Like, uh, think of power armor. But you thought the bathroom was going to be awkward before. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this armor makes you invulnerable to everything but uh, ice damage. So I just can't be hurt, period. Right. Right. Can I walk? You can. Oh. It's al- <laughs> I carry you around. It's almost like you're not wearing anything. Like you're wearing your normal clothes. Oh, it's, that, it's that light. But uh, my for anyone who attacks you, if let's say you know you you you're facing a purple dragonite who gets uppity and thinks they're going to smack you with a hammer. They have to make a save against your constitution to see if they take damage or not. I totally picture myself like Han at Leia's palace before... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, at Jabba's palace before Leia gets there? <laughs> All the Star Wars fans for brief seconds were like, <gasps> What's he, he done? And then he take it back. There's a Leia's <laughs> palace? We lost no, everybody. Quick fact out there. <laughs> it's a Jason the Skywalker ranch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, She's a princess. Of course she has a palace, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> solved. Problem solved. She's a Disney princess now. Just as Disney. Stop that. You, oh, how dare no. you? <laughs> no. The vein is coming. <laughs> the anger of Christmas. Moving on. CA, what's in your box? Huh? I have a, in my box. There are two severed hands. Oh, of course together <laughs> are they like praying or like uh, hello mr bond <laughs> or are they going that you know hello, doctor, mr. doctor? Bond? what kind of glass is that <laughs> what like their fingers are intertwined with each other oh, okay together uh the skin is leathered from time and rotting as you're speaking the smell of rotten eggs and feces fills your nostrils and you begin to feel sick to your stomach so not only were these hands amputated, but they were in the middle of wiping something inappropriate. <laughs> Chris, you have that armor that protects you. You can put that on and lift up these hands. I feel like this is a husbandry thing, where like an animal husbandry. <laughs> trying to handle some sort of constipation situation, and the horse just clenched down. <laughs> so it's a, it's, so this is... Um, they have that in yeah. Iowa. <laughs> mystical yet <laughs> this is like that book um, ducks and how to make them pay <laughs> oh <God. laughs> do they now how about that <laughs> where were we oh yeah it's rotting hands do the hands have nails they do very long tail yeah. like nails they grow after death I know about that <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything engraved on them? Uh, no, nothing engraved. Tied with a ribbon, anything like that? <laughs> no fancy ribbon. They're just holding on to. If I shake one of the hands, uh, will it greet me warmly or? They're kind of a bit slimy, and you can feel the flesh kind of like move, like as if you could peel it off. Oh. Um. <laughs> now I often get in trouble for not asking this. What do they do? <laughs> yes, you do all the time. Um, well, you notice that these are Ganazi hands. Oh. And as they open, you see the ten fingers open wide, and the tips of the phalanges are blackened with blood. Each palm has an eye that looks back at you with a menacing look. 
If you were to break a finger, you are granted a wish. However, what the players don't know, or depending upon how the DM wants to play it, they could tell the players, is that with each wish, something cataclysmic happens in the game. So if you are maybe going to save a princess, the princess may be killed and you won't know until you get there and you won't be able to determine if it is because you broke a finger to grant a wish that that happened. Um, unless, you know, the DM wants to express that to the, you know, to the team or whatnot. But each finger can give you a wish of any kind. And obviously there's limitations depending upon the DM. Like maybe you can't kill like certain gods or um, there may be wishes that seem like it might throw the story off. So you have to be careful with it. But Or you could waste it on an ice cube. <laughs> they could. They could waste it on an ice cube and then kill off someone by accident. What the hell happened to that Ganazi? I can't even picture what his final what, moments must what, have been like. What were his hands doing at, up there anyway? Blood and poop and eyeballs. I mean, wow. it's just yeah, all the gore. A, all the gore. A pink, a pink eye situation. <laughs> you know, I chastise you for wasting a perfectly good Halloween no. box item. And no. I, I reward I TK as our winner no. this week. No. With the metal middle finger. Congratulations. <laughs> middle finger. I use the word phalanges and cataclysmic. Come on. <laughs> but now yeah. we have a wish item next time that Molly and Minnie Mall get stolen. We are controlling transmission. All right. So now we're going to wrap up our show with a real quick rundown of things that are coming up this week. Uh, first of all, I want to make an announcement. Um, so from now on, traditionally, we have released episodes of this podcast on Fridays. Uh, we're going to start doing things a little bit differently. We're actually going to release them on Saturday mornings now. Uh, that will begin next week. So this podcast will come out on a Friday. Uh, but starting with episode 52, they will come out on Saturday. Also, episode 52 is our one-year anniversary, Yay. so be sure to tune in next week. Uh, I can't guarantee that we're going to do something special, but it will be just as entertaining as this one. Special. Don't make promises. Special. Let's see if we can get Let's score <laughs> to come back. Yes. We'll invite every single person who's been on the podcast in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazeballs. <laughs> Everybody gets to say <laughs> one word and we just crop them all together. Bring <laughs> together the Thread Raiders podcast. That's their entire thing. We'll have each one of them read the intro and then, you know, I'll just paste it all together so that it makes sense. <laughs> we'll do intro, what's in the box, and we're good. All syllables. Ooh. Everyone says Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> TK, can you do the Exposhi one? Uh, yes, for. Uh, Bo is doing a wonderful thing. She's giving a coupon code to anyone who's going to Wizard World in St. Lu St. St. Louis. Louis. Uh, if you put in her Twitter handle, uh, XB0SHIX, you can get a 20% discount on your tickets. And I know they're really expensive. I looked. I was like, wow. I thought you know, cons are mm -hmm. way more expensive. <laughs> Wizard World is very expensive, which is sad. Very sad. But now you don't have to be sad because there's a coupon. Yes. Yes, yeah, so Wizard World in St. Louis will be April the 5th, 6th, and 7th of 2019. Um, and actually, I need to correct that. So Exposhi's name is XB0SHI3X. Ah, thank you. I was like, yes. I just know her as Bo. <laughs> I type <laughs> Bo when her name comes up. It's like, okay. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, we are part of the Steel Empire Network, and in April, they will be releasing Season 2 of Arc City. 
Uh, that will be on April the 1st. Oh, it's here. So yes, my favorite audio drama. What, two weeks? Two weeks? Yes. Very exciting. David Steele plays Lawful Good. Um, and I don't know, I guess he's doing it week to week, right? He's going to, one week after another, he'll release each episode. Secrets. <laughs> You'll have to tune in to find <laughs> out. Yes, you have to tune in to find out. And if you want, you can get a little sneak peek on their Twitter um, page, Empire Steel. I know it's normally Steel Empire, which is, you know, their website name, but this is actually Empire Steel for their Twitter page. If you go there, you can actually watch the video. It is pinned to their profile. Nice. I'll add yeah. a link to the description below for that. And then finally, uh, August the 1st through the 4th, 2019, is Gen Con. Yay! Gen Con! Uh, If you have not gotten your tickets yet, now is definitely going to be the time where you want to take a look at that. So we have been accepted for consideration, which is the end of part two out of three (laughs) for the Gen Con process. For the event with Tabletop Loot, uh, we are doing an Extra Life charity event at Gen Con, hopefully. I don't know what accepted for consideration really means, like, because the, the email seemed, like, so positive that we have it, but it's not really that you don't have it, so it's not 100%, but we're really excited about it. And um, Nets Girl uh, and I, along with Empire Steel, um, put in for a podcasting panel um, for us to do during Gen Con as well. That is also accepted for consideration, so we're just we're just pending i'm really just hyped for everything but i don't want to make it final but it would be really exciting if it worked out but yes if i showed up at somebody's house for dinner and they said ah you've been accepted for consideration i would have no idea what the hell was going yeah, on yeah like huh i know right. and like i read it and it says like um what does it say we will place this event with others that are submitted in the same cycle and confirm space for it soon. So that makes it seem like, yes, we're doing <laughs> it. But yet, consideration seems like, well, we'll think I'm about it. I'm start doing that to the Minecraft server. <laughs> it sounds to nice. Say, You've been accepted for consideration. <laughs> Gen Con. Such a tease. I'm excited. And so there we go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to our show. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, if you use the code Raiders at checkout, you receive a discount off of your order. In addition to that, I also want to thank our other sponsor, Founders Coffee. If you're looking for a really good cup of coffee in the morning, you should check out founderscoffee.us uh, for their entire selection. We are now part of the Steel Empire Podcast Network, uh, which includes not only us, but a quest for magic and steel and Arc City, which we just talked about a little bit ago. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And for more information on the Thread Raiders, you can go to threadraiders.com, where we have links to all of our social media properties, including Facebook, Twitter, etc., etc., etc.